0: Welcome back to like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host Chris Ward. Uh, This week we have a wild, crazy, and absolutely incredible story. Uh, I got a chance to sit down and talk with uh, Esther Harani. Um, She's been on the show a handful of times before talking about all things like backpacking, crazy, awesome adventures out in the wilderness Ultra runs, things like this. Um, but last weekend she went after like one of the biggest FKTs out here in Colorado. Um, and she got it, she got the unsupported Nolan's 14 FKT. And if you don't know what Nolan's 14 is, obviously we talk about it on the podcast, we bring it up neither one of us can remember the story of it of how it got its name but um the essentials is is that it's nearly a hundred mile course route i guess you'd say um that traverses 14 of the 14ers in colorado and the 14ers are the tallest mountains out here they're behemoths and they are incredibly challenging like to summit one is always like a wonderful accomplishment and a very difficult accomplishment you know they're all difficult in their own ways obviously there's like levels of you know expertise required to climb up them or hike up them or whatever um but they're difficult they're like you know super high altitude super rocky straight uphill all that stuff and to go out there and link 14 of them up and to do it in 57 hours uh, like Esther did. And I'll give you the exact numbers in the podcast. But that's amazing. And then to sit down and talk with her and hear her story. Like it is a wild, wild, wild tale. Um, and so I'm so excited to have Esther back on the podcast. I think she's one of the coolest adventurers around. She is awesome. Uh, super... Just incredible athlete. Uh, I've gotten the chance to run with her a handful of times. And um, I just am always, you know, just so impressed with with her as an endurance athlete. So cool. Um, but then every time I run with her, it's like <laughs> she goes and then like a few days later runs or like, you know, goes and does Nolan's and stuff like that. Does something completely mind boggling, mind boggling. Lee, I don't know if that's a word, mind-bogglingly, not a word, not at all, but she does something epic, completely epic, and that's what this is, and that's what this story is. So um, thank you, Esther, for coming back on the podcast, and let's just hop right into it. This is Like a Bigfoot podcast number 352 with Esther Harani. All right, ladies and gentlemen i am beyond honored today to sit down with esther harani and esther you just have done something incredible and we ran like two weeks two weeks ago we ran together for like a saturday morning what i thought was a long run at the time and then all of a sudden i check on instagram and it's like nah, i'm gonna go for the nolan's 14 now
1: it was a 4 a.m. start like a 4 a.m. alarm clock for the run with you and it was a 4 a.m. start for nolan so it's sort of like same same right
0: totally same same totally same same. but i was telling you during that run uh every time we've gone on a run i check online like within the next week and you've done something completely epic (laughs) and i'm always like oh my goodness like white ranch park near denver wasn't anything crazy compared to that
1: that was a beautiful morning though
0: it was a great i love
1: that was the first time i'd run in the dark in a really long time so it was actually like really good practice for nolan's
0: oh that's good nice all yeah. right all right that's I, sweet
1: and i don't think i'd fully form the nolan's idea when we actually ran but yeah in hindsight it was good practice
0: it was a great practice yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> well uh, yeah i want to just dive into Nolan's. if that's cool like you are fresh off it like th- you just finished basically like a few days ago um and so i guess we can start there like how are you feeling after all that
1: you know surprisingly not awful like i have yeah. hobbit feet. like my feet yeah. are definitely swollen um a couple of small little blisters um and my tongue and mouth are tender which i think just comes from like breathing through your mouth for 57 <laughs> hours or whatever um
0: that is a so, symptom i've never heard of before as like a symptom for one of these things
1: i once i uh came back from new zealand one year and ran a i think it was a 30k just like off the plane like why not as a fundraiser for the arizona trail yeah and my elbows hurt because i hadn't run like i'd been done doing a bunch of hiking and whatever and riding bikes not was fit but like running with my my arms up and using my arms to run. And yeah. I woke up the next morning, legs were totally fine, but my elbows were just like an excruciating pain.
0: That's crazy. So- I've had my forearm hurt before and I have no idea why. It's just all of a sudden randomly, that's the part that like cramps up. When you get dehydr you know when you get dehydrated in one of these things, like a random spot just cramps up.
1: Yeah. And for
0: some reason it's been my forearms before. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. going on?
1: Yeah.
0: So that's so, yeah. Yeah. Tootsies and
1: mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Well, so I don't even know where to start. I like. I'm just so blown away. Like Nolan's 14 is like one of the biggest, um, kind of big of mountain events that a person can do out here. And for you to go out and set the unsupported FKT is magnificent. You did it in 57 hours and four minutes. And I guess I can just start by saying congratulations. Like that is a huge, huge uh, accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> fun with quotation marks.
1: I mean, I'd say that eighty percent of it was like legit type one point five fun. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the remaining twenty whatever percent was utterly miserable. So. <laughs> I was either like flying high
0: or I'm just suffering. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That what well, are the I, two options? I can't wait to hear about because I I looked through your you posted a couple of things online yesterday, and I was going through. I was taking some notes and things like this. Uh, and there's definitely like specific mountain peaks I want to ask you about and how that went. Um, but before we start, like if someone's out there and they don't know what Nolan's 14 is, can you kind of like summarize what the whole in- event like entails?
1: Yeah, so nolan's 14 is a line across the Sawatch Mountains in Colorado. So it's about give or take a hundred miles, depending on how you do it. But it goes and hits the 14 14ers in the Arkansas Valley. Yeah. So shavano Tabawatch, yada yada yada, all the way up to, until ending with Mount Massive. Okay outside of Leadville. And I don't, I forget the exact history of it, but I think it just started to basically have the bar bet of like, can you summit these 14 14ers in 60 hours (laughs) um, and just go and it's sort of become this, um, like a pretty apparently big deal to like complete this line. Like it's something that I've been looking at for the better part of 15 years and being like, that's something really cool that I'd love to do someday, but it never really felt like something I could actually do yeah um and i was never actually brave enough to try it so to actually like go out and do it and have a good run on it's like it's very satisfying just because it's been in my brain for so long
0: yeah yeah well i also just this is a really stupid question probably but why
1: no such thing you're a teacher no such thing as stupid questions well
0: i'm a teacher and uh (laughs) (laughs) there might be (laughs) um uh why is it called nolan's is that like someone who came up with it or how did that do you know how that name came about or
1: i mean my i'm i'm not gonna be the one who sounds stupid here because i'm assuming it's the guy who came up with the idea like back in the day back in the day when like i first started looking at this like 15 years ago i knew all the history and whatnot yeah and probably in like the past seven or eight years i've just been like there's badass women doing this and that's like sort of what i've been like looking at like i don't remember the full-on history of
0: I gotcha all of it i gotcha i'll add that i'll add that in the like beginning the intro i'll sound super smart and i'll be like yeah it was named after blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. and, and
1: esther has no idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> and esther will know and then we'll just edit that part and it'll sound yes, perfect uh, no so i do want to hear like okay so you just mentioned like you never thought you would actually do this or actually be brave and it seems like the idea just came about where you're like i'm gonna give it a shot um can you kind of talk about that like how did how did it come about where you're like i'm actually going to do this
1: so like i don't want it to come across as like i just showed up and yeah. did this because <laughs> yeah. it's definitely like over the past decade i've spent a lot of time in the arkansas valley and i've spent yeah. i mean over the past decade at least five or six or seven days each summer, like scouting the line. Like I've okay. done a fair bit of homework on it. And like, it's it's always scared me beyond the point of like me wanting to do it. Cause a lot of it's off trail. A lot of it's yeah. um, route finding, it's big mountains. It's, I mean, it's you're out there. Like if something goes wrong, um, it feels like things would go really wrong. And I think that, yeah, just for a lot of years, I didn't feel like i was actually like fit enough to do it or had the mountain skills to do it and the past couple years i've just done a a lot more off trail stuff like i'm more comfortable off trail now than i am off trail yeah so i think that has sort of gotten over like that was a mental hurdle of like i'm okay being off trail by myself in the dark yeah and like once i got over that mental hurdle it was like well do i actually have the fitness to try to pull this off and for me, it's like people spend like seasons scouting this and studying it. And like the people who've gone really fast, like the Megans and the Andreas of the world, like they know every inch of this route. They know every route up and down these mountains. And I just don't have the personality to do that. Yeah. Like I full on knew that like I will never spend a summer in the Sawatch Mountains scouting these lines. And so for me, it had to, I always like internally knew that it. For me to do it it had to be a sort of a situation of like variables line up at the last second yeah and then i just go for it because yeah. it's like i don't know i was never gonna trade for it i was never gonna scout it properly like i just really had to have 80 percent of it line up and then i just had to send it
0: yeah what kind of variables like weather and just availability and all that stuff
1: yeah it's like it's you're up high you're up, up I mean, you're above tree line for most of it. So it's like the weather has to line up. Um, You have to have the fitness. Like you've gotta be able to boogie. You've gotta have route knowledge. Like I spent six days before doing it, like re re familiarizing. Yeah. Did I get all the the syllables in there?
0: You nailed that. That's an A plus. Yes. Yes. Perfect, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But like I spent a week like going and re-scouting some stuff. and I did like a lot of like, I don't know, prep for it. Not a lot. It did a lot for me prep for it. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like for me, it was like, yeah, timing and fitness and motivation. And it all just like a week. Like, uh, yeah, this two-week window of like not really having any major plans. And I was like, well, what am I going to do with myself?
0: Yeah. And yeah. I was like,
1: well, the weather looks good. Like, let's go scout and see what happens.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And it so, all just
1: sort of came together.
0: Yeah. It was uh, like is there enough availability about the route online that you're able to kind of like piece it together? Or was it more like knowing Megan and knowing some of the people who have attempted this before?
1: I mean, I've had my feet on probably 90% of it just over the course of various times. Like Megan has been incredibly helpful in route knowledge, but she's never like given me a GPX of like, go here,
0: yeah, which
1: like, at times it's been like utterly infuriating. Like when I'm stuck in downfall scouting, like so stuck and like, why couldn't she just give me a GPX? But it's like in hindsight, like I appreciate that she's sort of like stuck true to the ethos of like, yeah, go out and scout it yourself and figure it out yourself. And like, she's given me an incredible amount of helpful information, but like the fact that she's never like been like, here's a GPX and this is what you follow and you'll make it through. Yeah. Um, In hindsight, I definitely appreciate her, uh, her morals about that
0: <laughs> on nolan seven and eight though you were like ah curse you
1: oh I, I had some navigational moments and how happened like, oh i messed this up real bad like the, the first night i hadn't like she told me to go scout the descent off of harvard and the ascent of oxford because i hadn't seen it it's sort of hard to get back there and i was like oh it'll be fine and like the fkt site has a gpx of like this will get you through
0: yeah and so i was sort of like one this will get you through that one section
1: Oh like they have a gpx of the whole route okay it's not necessarily the fastest route but it's gotcha
0: okay a route,
1: and so like i had a gpx line that i knew i could follow and uh yeah that whole like i messed up the descent coming off of uh yale which was like my own technology breakdown, which I don't want to go into because it's embarrassing what happened. <laughs> oh,
0: we're definitely going into that for sure. It, it's, well, I'm uh, make yeah. a note. Technology, okay. yeah. Break.
1: Technology and Esther do not go well together <laughs> as we saw trying to get this podcast going. Um, but yeah, like I totally mangled that and my feet were wet and then like went of Columbia and the traverse from Columbia to Harvard is like, it's tricky and I mangled that and then like I've done that ascent of Harbor before, but like totally mangled that. Yeah. And then mangled the descent. And like somewhere in there I was like this is going so badly like I'm gonna turn my tracker to 20 minute tracking instead of 10 so Megan can't see how badly I'm messing this up <laughs> yeah. like I knew she yeah. was I knew she was over in Italy or wherever she is right now like watching my tracker and I was like this is so embarrassing like I cannot even like bear to have Megan watching this <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing you're like I can't even think about this person who I can't see or communicate with. <laughs> observing my blue dot right now
1: exactly because i am so embarrassed by like how badly i'm doing this right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) um oh my gosh i don't even know where to go into it so i guess can you just kind of like walk us through like the whole entire experience like you know so you decided and you you made this post and you said that you're on team do dumb things and now I think I sent you a message and said, I'm a huge fan of team do dumb things now because that's yeah. awesome. And so you, you signed up for that whole thing and then you just headed out or like, what, how did it, how did the start go?
1: Um, well, I guess like the lead up to it is like, I wasn't because I was nervous. It, like, I wasn't going to tell anyone. Like I talked to Megan about it, obviously. And I yeah. I told like maybe three other people that, Hey, I'm doing this, but it was like, definitely like, on a need to go, need to know basis of like. Yeah. I don't know, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because it's like, it's pressure and people watching and whatever. And then Megan, who is basically my life admin person who can make sure that I get all my homework in on time. um, She uh, was like, well, you need to email the FKT people and you need to tell them you're doing this and you should email Sarah, who was a previous FKT holder and let her know you're doing it. And then like part of the, because it's a quote unquote premiere route for the FKT, record yeah. keepers, I guess. Um I had to have live tracking and then I had to uh make a public announcement that I was going for the FKT. Okay. And so it was all like there goes like my undercover. I'm just gonna like <laughs> go do Nolan's by myself. Um but yes yeah, so I did all that. I did all the admin stuff to make it official. Yeah. And uh yeah I drove myself up to Blank's cabin the night before and didn't sleep at all which was definitely like set me up for success right there perfect Um, yeah like it wasn't even like i was anxious about the route i was anxious about sleeping and like when you're trying to fall asleep you automatically don't sleep
0: that's the worst thing ever yeah i I, it keeps happening to me because my kids wake like will wake me up sometimes in the middle of the night and then I'm like, don't look at your phone. Like, don't, I don't want to know what time it is, yeah. you know? Cause as soon as I see it's one, like last night I looked and I was like, oh my God, it's only 12 30. And I'm yeah. like, I just, if I go back to sleep now, I'll get like four hours of sleep or five hours of sleep. And then as soon as you start doing those games, you're like, and wide awake now.
1: And it's, done. Yeah. Thank no, you. So brain. I, I slept maybe an hour and a half the night before.
0: Which, oh
1: my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? I've like, I've been a racer my whole life, except for like, I don't know, the past eight years I haven't raced much. And it's like, I've never, I've never not slept that badly.
0: Yeah.
1: I was just like, what Esther, stop it. Just stop it. Go to sleep. But I, I read a bunch, listened to a bunch of podcasts, like laid there, like eventually alarm goes off and I, yeah, got like, up and went. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then I went up the trail and I climbed Chabano, and I did it faster than I planned. And I started, I got to the top and saw my watch and was like, oh, cause I was like, Megan was like, Megan gave me a lot of pep talks and like the week leading up to it. And she was like, you need to not take it out fast. And like, you know how to do this. Like you have a history of bike pack racing. You have a history of multi-day yeah. stuff. You know how to execute multi-day stuff. Like you're strong enough, like don't mess it up basically. Yeah. Um, don't mess up the execution. I got to the top of Shav, and I was like, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. What did I do?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but it felt fine, I guess. And then like, I don't know, you keep going and then you climb a bunch of mountains.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so did the, was it weird? Like you mentioned you haven't competed for a while and now it's, it's a weird area where you're competing and yet no other competitors are out there. You know what I mean? Like that has to be a weird kind of mind trip is like, Hey, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm trying to beat these times, but the times are like, the times aren't like a person in front of you you're trying to catch or whatever.
1: But it sort of is. It's like, definitely like, especially like, like I got more, the sleep monster sort of made me a little more loopy. It was very much like Sarah was out there with me Yeah, and like, I knew, ex- I knew exactly where she was. Cause I knew her split at the top of each peak Yeah, and I knew my splits as I was going. And so I was very much like, Oh, Sarah's just like this far behind you. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. Um, so I like get for the whole time. I really did feel like, um, Sarah was out there like racing head to head.
0: That's awesome. Well, I didn't think about that. Cause you do have her times and her, does she had, does she have the times on each peak? Like when she hit each one or
1: yeah, so she on the fastest known time site. Her, sorry, a car just drove by and honked. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: they knew you were talking about. That was a celebration. They're like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I know exactly who that was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a celebration. I knew it. It
1: was. I, I was just drinking beer with them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I like I knew her Strava had been up on the FKT side. So I knew all are split at the top of each peak. Okay. Um, And I knew just from looking at it and looking from splits of like Andrea's um, time, who's like the unsupported FKT, supported FKT holder and like Megan yeah. splits. Like it seemed like Sarah had taken out pretty fast and then sort of chilled out. So she took it out really fast, for like three bounds and then chilled out for a bit. Yeah. And so I sort of had this idea of like, be behind her splits for the first three mountains and then sort of catch up on her splits um and so when i beat her splits to the top of shop i was like oh
0: uh-oh. plan uh-oh. has <laughs> gone out the window i just crumpled the plan up and tossed it
1: yeah but i mean like that's the way i've always raced like back when i was a bike pack racer like i'd take it out hard and hold on for dear life like i've never been like because megan I mean, yeah. I feel like we need to explain Megan. Like, Megan Hicks, she's yeah. editor-in-chief of I Run Far. She's an amazing ultra runner. She's one of my best friends in the whole widest world. Um, and, like, my most loyal and favorite mountain adventure partner. Yeah. Um, and she has set the Nolan's FKT twice. And her second attempt, I paced her for two of the mountains. Okay. Um, and so she, like, yeah, she was, she's was. she been pretty instrumental in me doing this whole thing
0: yeah over the and, years and that means the thing is running
1: <laughs> well and nolan's like it's always been <laughs> sort of a joke of like Esther you need to go to nolan's and like yeah. when i paste her when i at hard rock two years last year so not this summer but the summer before i at hard rock and uh this guy in a crop top passed us and i was very much like we cannot get passed by a dude in a crop top like megan we gotta go and i was like megan if we go catch that guy in a crop top i'll try nolan's <laughs> and so it's been like this ongoing thing of like a joke of like when am i going to actually try nolan's
0: yeah um, so you ended up passing the crop top dude
1: no we we didn't oh. so i got i got out of that that one
0: i've i honestly am hoping right now that someone's listening to this and they're like wait a second two years ago i ran hard rock and <laughs> And somehow I inspired this Nolan's fourteen FKT record. Like that would be wild. I hope that happens.
1: Well, he passed us like going up Green Mountain after Stony Pass, and he had a crop top and like little tiny short, short running shorts. Okay. And I was just like, Megan, we cannot let this guy pass us. We gotta go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I've share this then. My friend Phil, we, you were the one of the photographers at the Deseret Trail Running Festival last year. Yeah. And my friend, Phil came out from Maryland and ran it with me. And he was wearing a mesh crop top. And it was so sunny that day that the dude had a sunburn like around his belly, just like the, he had a crop top sunburn, which I've never seen, but it was pretty amazing. It was like pure red <laughs> just around his belly. And I was like, that was a bad decision to race in, huh? And he's like, yeah, dude, it was. It was <laughs> but yeah that's awesome though so megan though but like i feel like you both probably have different racing styles because just i i interviewed you both in the past together about your uh adventures together which was really awesome and entertaining and you both seem like you have different adventure uh strengths you know that kind of complement each other and i have to imagine like her doing nolan's 14 and preparing it was like looking different than like your plan going in
1: oh she get like well so her crew we got a 12 page um pamphlet of how to crew her on nolan's 14. yeah i go the 12 page like full color photos what to do what to feed her where to be and when
0: that's awesome
1: and like here's me like a week out being like yeah it'll be great
0: um, <laughs> and you brought all but, your food and stuff too right because it's unsupported
1: yeah okay. yep. And actually like, I full on like embraced my inner Megan. Cause it was like, I knew I needed to cut weight wherever I could. So like, I actually like counted out sour patch kids to know how many calories of sour patch kids I know. Don't tell anyone, no, <laughs> I mean, we,
0: won't, we won't tell anybody.
1: <laughs> I actually, yeah. Like I counted, I actually counted out my calories.
0: Wow. Including sour patch kid calories.
1: Yeah. Like 24 sour patch kids will have like 210 calories or whatever it was.
0: But you know what, that's super smart because I always like, even like we went and hiked Mount Yale, uh, last week, me and a couple friends and I always pack way too much food and I get home and I'm like looking at my backpack full of all this food that I did not eat. And I'm like, why did I bring all of this stuff up there with me?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I packed 10,000 calories and I ate maybe six, like I definitely ended up with still a fairly heavy pack, but I also didn't eat enough. Yeah, gotcha. Because things went downhill pretty significantly Ooh, um, okay. the last two mountains.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I definitely want to get to before we do. Though yeah. I got um, just looking at your post, you talked about Princeton being your favorite mountain, and yeah. I wanted to hear sure why Princeton's really cool. It's this beautiful mountain when you're driving down into Buena Vista, it's just like above the whole entire town. It's so cool looking. So was it your favorite mountain on this race, or just like in general out there in that well,
1: race? Well, in- and in general because it's like i've i've messed up so many times on that mountain like my relationship with that mountain started when back when i was the backcountry skier and we were trying to ski it one spring and somehow we thought that it was yale And so you know how that's like i know don't don't laugh
0: they're right by each other though to be fair
1: i mean they're big piles of rock they're in the arc valley like anyhow um and like we'd read the description to like go ski Yale. And it was like, drive up this, like whatever. Um, <laughs> and so then we're driving up like the Mount Princeton road that like goes past that, those horse stables and whatnot. And we're like in my little like Honda CRV, which is not a vehicle. You take up that road.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And we're like halfway up and then we realize like we're on the wrong mountain. <laughs> um, And so then we've got to find a place to like turn that poor car around and like get it back down to the bottom. And then go one mountain to the north to see the proper mountain. Um, So that was like my my start of my relationship with Princeton. (laughs) And then like I've been up there, I think twice with my friend Trish. Um, Like it was the first mountain that I actually started to be like, okay, if I'm ever going to do Nolans, I need to start scouting. Yeah. And we had pilfered Ted, I'm going to, Ted Mann, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He did Nolans back in... I don't know, 20 something that pilfered his GPX route from the internet. And that man is just not afraid of anything. And he'd gone straight off the summit of Princeton. And so Trish and I were like, okay, we're going to go up. Like first we take the wrong route up Yeah. and get into like some proper good class three, um, maybe even low class four scrambling on the way up. And we're like, this can't be right, but whatever. Yeah. And then on the way down, we're just going down the scree field. And it's like, I've never actually been so concerned about like, Dying on the side of a mountain of like the rocks just coming down on me.
0: just everything' starting to flow down,
1: yeah, like, like an avalanche
0: felt- of rocks, basically,
1: yeah. like I was like, this cannot be right, but like Ted's just he's an amazing mountain athlete and human. and apparently this did not bother him when he did it. But I also think he got stuck in weather up there and so he was just like trying to find the oh, he was just down.
0: booking it down, yeah,
1: yeah, but anyhow, like so Trish and I got like pretty majorly like, scared, I guess, is the best word for it. And then I think we went back up a different time and tried to find a different route down and sort of similar results. And then I was up there with my friend, Annie, trying to find a different route down. And I think that time Megan had been like. She's like, oh, yeah, there's like in my head, it was like, oh, there's a glorious tundra slope if you go like down this ridge. And I don't know where I got the tundra slope idea from, but there's no tundra slope on that (laughs) mountain anywhere, nowhere. No,
0: it's (laughs) just loose rocks.
1: It's just awful, awful, awful rock. And so like, yeah. I got like up there with Annie and we got minorly like shellacked by it all. And we got snowed on up there. <laughs> and so it's just like, every time I go up that mountain, like something does not go right. Yeah. And so I hold it very near and dear to my heart.
0: So you respect <laughs> it. It's like a respect. Of yeah. The mountain. yeah yeah so was it did it all go right this time like it what's all the went right in a weird way was the mountain like you may pass and everything will go well and you're like oh yeah you,
1: yeah no it really was like i nailed the ascent i nailed the descent. like it just like it, it went as smoothly as
0: wow that mountain could possibly go and, and so just, th- then you're like, I love Mount Princeton now. I
1: love Princeton. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, it really was like I've spent enough time on that route with enough people and enough time just on those mountains doing various activities and various outings and various mountain romps that it's like each mountain has like some special memory. Yeah. And like, that I like sort of spent like, oh yeah, like Princeton had all those things and like um like mm-hmm. tab was like i did this big traverse around like the browns creek drainage with annie one year and like that was like a super special thing of like the whole way up tablet watch i was like oh yeah like that was such a good day with annie and like
0: yeah
1: princess Death And like yale was like oh yeah i had a super good day with trish up here and like on like the missouri belford oxford thing was like megan and i's first date yeah and so <laughs> it's like this is like where megan and i became friends like like each mountain had like something really cool and special about it that that was like i could focus on
0: i think that's so like i don't know i was talking to a friend about it the other day because we were talking about repeating mountains there's so many out here in colorado and i don't have you know i have time limited amount of time to go do one every once in a while and i was like i've repeated a few and he was like why have you repeated i'm like well because it's kind of a different experience every single time and like just like you just said like i think that's so cool like the mountain kind of keeps the memories of all these wonderful days with friends you know yeah and you remember like oh this is the point where i started getting loopy because of altitude and this is the point where uh you know we shared a peanut butter sandwich or whatever it is and it's just like I don't know. It's just they ex- I I just I love the mountains so much because they exist and they'll always be I'm not always cuz I'm a science teacher and I know better than that. But <laughs> for our lifetimes they'll always be very similar and you could climb it now and you could climb it in 50 years and you're going to be in the same location and you'll be remembering the experience you once had. I just think that's so I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. No it's really like like i did this unsupported and i saw no one i knew the whole time and it was very much i was alone out there for 98 of the time but i'd never felt alone because it was just like in my head it was just like the memories of the various experiences that i've had on these peaks that were like yeah. in my head and it was just very like it was a very cool thing
0: that's cool that's yeah, re- yeah that's really cool did you get loopy at any point I mean,
1: percent. Oh, okay.
0: when, what point did that happen? Cause you were out there for 57 hours. I think I'd mentioned this earlier, but 57 hours and four minutes. And I told my kids this as I was explaining what you were able to do. And I don't think they could truly wrap their head around that. So like, I have to imagine getting minimal sleep on mountainsides and then just being like tired, like, when did that kind of hit you?
1: I got, cause I know like historically, cause it's like in bike packing stuff. Like I've pushed the sleep yeah. deprivation. Um, like I'm very familiar with sleep deprivation and the effects of it and how it's really not good for you and the signs of it, <laughs> but I know like I'm usually good for about 40 hours before things get real loopy. So like, I got full on knew that somewhere in here I was going to have to sleep Yeah, because it just wasn't 50. I was hoping for 57 hours and I knew that 57 hours in one push wasn't going to happen. So I brought a little emergency bivy to be able to sleep in. Um, and so I took a 10 minute nap. It was probably like midnight ish the first night. Like I was going up Harvard. i just finished the Columbia Harvard traverse after getting like beat down on the Yale descent and like the traverse over was not a pretty thing. And I was just super frustrated and just like, you know, Let's lay down for ten minutes. Let's reset. Then we'll get up Harvard, and we'll attempt the second half of this night. Hopefully, it goes a little bit smoother. Yeah. So I took a little ten-minute nap there, um, and then the next day, like I really think had I slept the night before, I would have been fine through the next day. But like going up here on, um, yeah, I sort of like it wasn't like sleepwalking. Like I was very like aware and knew what i was doing but i was listening to music and i was just sort of like zoning out like i was following yeah. like i knew where i was going i was just walking but i was like i wasn't trying very hard i was just sort of just like due to doing through the mountains and i had this like moment of like esther like you gotta go like get those <laughs> headphones out you gotta focus you gotta go
0: yeah yeah and like
1: sort of like had to like wake myself up like out of whatever like daydream weird. i was yeah. in yeah. yeah whatever weird little mindset i was in um so i took the headphones out and was like okay we got to focus and then yeah like, you go, you come up the backside of Huron, um and then you get onto like the main trail and like that's such a popular 14 and it was saturday morning yes and there was just was, like me and a hundred of my best friends and everyone <laughs> was like great job you're almost at the top and i was like yeah
0: of this one of this thanks. one thanks
1: <laughs> And then like you get to the top and like take a few photos and like head back down and people are like, that's all you're going to spend up there. And I was like, yeah, I got to go. I got to go. I got places to be <laughs> can't believe, like, I'm not going like, to explain secure. it. Cause explain. then
0: they're going to ask for follow up questions and your time. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it for sure.
1: But I was like, I got to go.
0: That's um, funny.
1: So I got to the bottom of that. And it was like a little bit like, oof, like that was an effort. So I took a little 10 minute nap there yeah started up la plata and like the backside of la plata you're sort of going up this like glacial valley i think it's glacial um and then you have to go up these super steep switchbacks and so i took a i was overheating i was so hot so i took a nap at the bottom of the switchbacks um thinking there's gonna be no one around it's like 5 p.m so i'd like chuck everything in the middle of the trail lay down on the side of the trail and this guy comes like walking down the trail and i was like oh sorry dude (laughs) Did not expect to see anyone up here yeah um so i took a nap there walked like another half hour Got to the top of the switchbacks took another nap there and I was like man things are going downhill here yeah um, but i was like you know i think if like at the top of the switchback i took like a 20 minute nap i was like this maybe will get me like i was like negotiating with myself i was like get over la plata get to the base of albert you can take like a proper nap there um so yeah, i got up la plata Went down on that have you been up La Plata?
0: i have not been up that one no actually all it's funny all of these mountains that you've mentioned so far i've only been up mount yale when we went yeah. out and did it i was like this is the only one in this whole range except for massive and elbert i've gone up those a yeah. couple times but yeah i haven't
1: yeah like the approach up to la plata from uh whatever that road is, is that independence pass is like the twin lakes it's the road that goes between mount Albert and la plata yeah um It's so long. Like, I paste Megan on it. Like, I've done it a handful of times. Like, it's no surprise to me, like, that it's long. But it just went on forever and ever and ever. And, like, it's not hard and it's not technical and it's not steep. It's just, like, well-graded, like, 4% switchbacks with, like, not that many rocks. And just sort of, like, my brain just shut off. (laughs) And sort of, like got to the bottom I was like man it's 10 p.m like what just happened you're like that was the biggest time warp in the history of ever
0: and you're probably like ready to be done by that point right like
1: well that's like there's two more peaks left they're big peaks they're big climbs like it's the two biggest mountains um like you're not done yet but like you want to be done yeah
0: yeah
1: like you've gone up 12 of them (laughs) oh come on (laughs) yeah yeah um, but yeah, like, that's when, like, when my mind started to, like, go real loopy. Like, I took another nap. Like, I, I stuck to my negotiations. Like, I took a 20-minute nap at the bottom of Albert. But then I was just, like, going up. I'd only done the route up once, and it was probably, like, six or seven years ago. Like, it was one that, like, I just didn't get a chance to rescout this time. But I was, like, it's a trail. It's a ridge. It's fine. Like, it's a fairly gentle, like... I didn't remember it being in like navigationally difficult when I did it back yeah. back when. But somehow it's like once I got off trail, like I like almost like didn't know where I was or what I was doing. And I was like, why are there all these rocks? And like I was focusing on like my poles, like clickety clacking on the rocks and being like, why are my poles making so much noise? I wish they would just stop like clacking. Like why are there, why are there so many rocks here? And just yeah. like so like I've hallucinated before and like I've gotten super paranoid about navigation. Like that's one of the things like when I get when the sleep monster gets me, I get really, really paranoid about getting lost or whatever. Yeah. But it was like I didn't actually like, I was looking out at the lights of like Leadville and bb and like Slide away down in the valley. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like I I was like, I think that there's this thing called Nolan's 14, and I think I'm like going for an FKT and I Think it's really important to me that I keep going, but what am where am I? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah. Like I just couldn't like work out That's
0: where so wild.
1: I was. Cause it's like you traverse under bull hill or whatever it's called. And so you're not on a ridge for a while. It's like you're just side hilling. Yeah. And there's just these big boulders and just these endless rocks. And I was just like, this can't be right. I don't know what I like,
0: I've never just- had like I've did that happen all at once, or was that like gradual, or was it, it was, just all of a sudden? Like, wait a second, what am I doing?
1: It was a little bit gradual. Like you're going through all this mining. No, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Historic mining stuff, and I hadn't remembered that that was there. And so it's, it's almost spooky to see like, like torn R- down old mining yeah. shacks and like railroad tracks, and I was yeah. just like, this is a little weird. Like I don't remember this being here. Like why are we like? on this mining stuff. And like, you go up this like really steep hill and then it like opens up to this like flat plane. And this is like middle of the night, like there's no moon, I can see like what my headlamp is illuminating. And I'm just like, this is spooky, this is so spooky. And then it like progressed to like, I don't actually know where I am. And it's like, I think that's like where the big thing between like, if you have a pacer out there, if you're doing the supported, like your pacer can be like, you're fine, keep walking yeah but like if you're unsupported it's like you're 14 000 feet by yourself um with an emergency bivy to your name basically and i was like this is like to the point of like you're flirting with the dangerous line and you need to lay down and like get your head back about you yeah um and so yeah like somewhere up there i was just like i don't know where i am i don't know what i'm doing i need to sleep yeah um and so yeah i laid down and slept for 10 minutes and i was like woke up and I was like nope still have no idea like set the alarm for another 10 minutes (laughs) no way (laughs) like after like it was like 20 minutes i was like okay you're doing nolan's 14 you need to find the summit of mount Albert, and then you need to like reassess the situation because like this is this is this has gone downhill fast wow um and you need to not like it was like a weird disassociation of like there was like the adult grown-up esther who was like you need to make responsible decisions and then like that person was telling me being like this isn't a dream like this is real life like you need to make decisions that will get you not dead
0: <laughs> whoa
1: it was like two people like having this discussion um it was weird like i've had like i've gotten into weird some weird head spaces <laughs> from sleep deprivation but i've never had like full-on conversations with this like other human being who was clearly not there um
0: wow that is so wild it was
1: bizarre like it was so bizarre
0: could you i mean were you like visualizing yourself or was it all just in your brain or like i don't know it's probably hard to describe
1: it's like it was like there was another person who was walking along i was fully convinced that there was someone out there walking along with me wow being like well i don't know how to get to the summit you need to figure out how to get to the summit and me being like i don't know how to get there i'm so confused
0: <laughs> both Esters don't know how to get to the summit you're like i guess we just go up maybe i don't know maybe i But it's, get like a it's,
1: like it's a weird wandering ridge and i kept on yeah. like going down off the ridge and then i like look at my gps and be like no, this is wrong. You need to be up on the ridge. Like I had to like yeah. climb back up on the ridge and keep going. It's like, yeah, but for the life of me, I could not follow this ridge.
0: Wow. Do you think, okay. So, you know, you're like one of the most experienced outdoors adventurers, you know, that I know anyways. And do you think it just kicks in? Like it's just an instinct where it's like, you don't know where you are, but you know you have the skills to move through that environment. And you're like, I guess your body just kind of falls back on, like, I'm just gonna instinctually do what I know I can do.
1: <laughs> and it's like I knew, like I had a GPX line to follow, yeah. and I, I trusted that line. Like it's from something that I had done before. Like, I like as long as I stay on the line, I will get to where I'm going. Yeah. And like I've definitely had to play that game, like in the bike packing days of like
0: mm, yeah. you're
1: confused and you're sleep deprived, and the only thing you have to do right now is keep moving along this line.
0: On that line, keep, yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's like I've definitely this is a long long term argument I've had with myself. Like you just need to keep moving. Yeah. Um. But for some, like I think in like the bike packing races, like maybe Colorado Trail, there's some points where you're like real exposed and like real out there, but like. This to me felt more
0: dangerous.
1: More dangerous, more on the edge, like more if things go wrong, like things are gonna go really wrong. Yeah. And there was there was a year in the Colorado Trail way back when, like this was back in the era that I was racing. So like a decade plus ago, where a guy had made it all the way from Denver to he was like within four miles of the finish in Durango. And he had pushed sleep deprivation so far that he just got totally confused. And they had to call Search and Rescue on him, and Search and Rescue had to come out Whoa. and walk walk him out of there. And so, like Whoa. that was in the back of my head of like, don't be that person. Like, yeah, you're clearly flirting with the line of like, not knowing what's going on, and don't cross that line. Like, yeah, if you need to sleep, like, don't cross that line. And like, I had that self awareness of like, yeah, you're you're pushing this limit here. Yeah, um, and don't be an idiot about it
0: yeah yeah that's good that's kind of probably somewhat instinctual of just being like in the outdoors a lot you know
1: i think it's like it's also experience it's like i know what sleep deprivation looks mm. like and i know the effects of it and like i yeah. know that like like worst case scenario i lay down and i sleep yeah and when i wake up i'll be fine yeah but yeah. but yeah so i f- like finally eventually wandered on to the summit of mount, mount elbert and like there's the sign that like mount elbert and i was just like hallelujah oh my goodness i made it here and then like coming off coming off the mountain like either you go left and you stay on sort of the faster route or you take your right and you stay on the standard northridge route yeah and go back to civilization and i sort of stood there for like a minute being like having that argument in my head of like do we keep going on this route like is this safe or do we just like do we get down and we go to sleep and say that we push, we push this too hard and we yeah. need to be safe about it. And I guess Esther who wanted to finish the route one. Yeah. So down the ridge, ridge, I went, um, and it got super duper windy. Yeah. And like, it's a steep sort of awful rock, slippy slidey, like not a, it's not a fun descent, but I'd scouted it. Like I'd done it in like my week lead up of, uh, scouting so it was fresh in my head i knew what to do i knew where i needed to be yeah um but the wind got super bad like wanting to like like almost pushed me over type of wind like just super duper i don't know where it came from where it picked up from but it was just awful wind and i remember just standing there being like this isn't a dream you get to wake up from esther like you're awake right now and you're alive right now and you've got to make decisions that you that get you off this damn mountain yeah um Wow. And I'm sure, like, like from the outside, like people following my daughter were like, oh, she's just tired. She's going slow. But, like, things were completely, like, wheels were 100% off the bus. Like, the yeah. bus was up on blocks. Um.
0: <laughs> still bumping down the mountain. That bus was yeah. still going. It was,
1: tumble, it was tumbling down
0: the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that describes one of my things I wrote down for notes, which just said Mount Albert was not pretty. No. And that was an understatement on your uh on your Instagram stories because that yeah. sounds crazy. Like that sounds that was one of the wildest, like almost like disassociating with reality. It was
1: so bizarre. It was. Yeah. It's so, like you get off this ridge, you drop into this gully, and I was like, okay, we gotta go down this ridge on the gully, you gotta cross over like the little drainage thing, and then you get on this other ridge and you gotta go down. It okay, knew. No. I could visualize exactly what needed to happen, yeah, and I got down like to the point where like I thought I had to cross and like I just couldn't function anymore for lack of a better word, like yeah, it was so dark, and I didn't know what direction I was going, I'm like I'm just i I can't do this anymore, like I don't know how to get out of here. I don't know how to do this, like I have reached the end of my skill set, I don't know what to do, and so like I found like this little patch of dirt, um. Like it's a huge rocky scree field. Like somehow I found a little patch of dirt that was like the size of half my body. Put my baby on and I was like, I'm done. I'm just gonna wait until daylight. I'm gonna walk out of here in the morning. Like I gave it my best shot. I'm yeah. I tried. I tried real hard. Yeah. Um and I laid down and I was like and then it sort of like got back to me. I was like, was I actually on the Plata earlier this afternoon? Am I actually doing it like try and go for an FKT? And I had like picked my phone up and like went back and scrolled through my photos and I was like no that was real like, yeah you were on La Plata a few hours ago you were on Mount Albert a few like 45 minutes ago like you were on Chavano two days ago like this is all real Like I had to like convince myself that this reality existed and I was still in this reality whoa it was so bizarre. Like I don't ever need to do that again, but it was no, so bizarre. That sounds it sounds <laughs> terrible
0: but fascinating all at the same time, you know?
1: Yeah. It was real like to not have a full on that's a big
0: truck that just
1: went by. Like, they were so ce- they were
0: celebrating too, you know. They were they like, were Hey, you might have made like <laughs> that sounds almost like a sketchy decision you made to keep going. Yeah. Good for you. But
1: I made it, I guess i've made worse i've made
0: worse decisions for sure but okay so when does it kick back in where it's like like i have to go for like i have one more mountain left you know this is like a cinematic sports movie like ending here you know what i mean like you're laying there and you're like (laughs) i'm done i don't even know what's reality or not and then it's like the rocky music is kicking in and you're like wait a second i need to actually go
1: well yes, I laid down. I was like, I'm just gonna wait till daylight when I can like see where see where I'm going. because like I knew there's cliffs. Like you have to avoid cliffs going down this thing. Yeah. You, you can't actually get yourself in trouble if you go yeah, to the yeah. wrong spot. Um like I'm just gonna wait till daylight, I'm gonna walk out of here. It's gonna be fine. Like I didn't set an alarm, I didn't set anything. Just like curl up in my like little Mylar bivvy.
0: You were like done. And, uh, You're like, no alarm necessary, I'm done.
1: I'm done. Yeah. Totally done. Like full in my head. I was like, I don't know what's going on, I'm done whatever's going on, I'll work it out in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the wind picks up again and wakes me up and I was like, Oh, like some, like a good string of expletives about the wind <laughs> and like pull the bivy over my head. I was like, no, I'm not getting up. I'm not doing it. I'm going to just want to lay here. I just want to sleep. Yeah. But like, it was like, it was getting light. I could see the mountains and I could see like clouds and I was like, Oh, i'm cold I'm, like if i just get up and move and you'll be warm like if it had been any warmer i would have just like laid there and yeah. wallowed in my own misery um but it was cold enough that i was like okay like if you get up and you get moving you'll be warmer yeah it's like i'm like getting out of my bed and i look at my watch and i know like what sarah split was at the top, top of mount elbert um which i was like maybe 40 minutes down maybe 30 minutes down from it and like According to a split, she just left the top of Mount Albert. So I was like, "Well, I've got a 30 minute head start on her. Can we do it? I don't know." I was like, "I bet I can do it."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that
1: was when I was like, "Okay, we're going."
0: Got up. And so just
1: like hauled ass down the mountain, and then like got to the bottom of the Mass and started climbing. I was like, "I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep like my vertical rate of ascent or whatever it is, like the watches measure of like how fast you're going up." I was like, "I'm gonna keep it over 2,000 feet an hour." And then i'll be up to the top in two hours and i'll be down and i'll be fine and then like i very quickly realized that like i did not have the legs to maintain that vertical climbing speed <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um so i was just like okay you just got to like slog up. this. like i knew it took her five hours from the to the top of over to the top of massive and i was like you just got to get up by this time and then you've got to like boogie on the way down yeah then you'll be fine like you got a shot at this and but I was just climbing so slow. I was just so tired. Like my stomach, anything I put in it just made me want to puke. So I was like, I ate like five Sour Patch Kids that morning.
0: You were done so with I'm, Sour Patch. You're done. You're probably done with Sour Patch Kids for like ever now, right?
1: No, so, like I still love Sour Patch. Like, there's <laughs> a few other things that I ate on that that I will not be eating anytime in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I come around this corner, climbing up massive. Probably I was at like. I don't know, like thirteen thousand feet, and you just see like these huge storm clouds coming in from the north. And I was like, "Oh, like this was forecasted, but not until the afternoon." Like, what's yeah. you doing here at nine in the morning? And then at like 13, 8 it starts snowing on me. And I was just like, "I don't care if there's electricity. I don't care if there's thunder. I don't care if there's lightning. I am tagging this peak. I am getting down. Like I have come too far <laughs> to not, yeah, to knock it over this mountain." Yeah. Um, Luckily it was just like it was a full-on snowstorm. Like it was wind, snow, yeah, and whatnot. Um and my phone was dead, which I was really sad about because like I just want to take a picture of this snow. Yeah. Um but it was like there were other people up there, they saw it too.
0: Um (laughs) You're like you're trying to convince yourself the snowstorm was real.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so went over Massive in a snowstorm and then yeah, I had like three and a half hours to get down to the finish in order to like yeah get the FKT, and i was like oh it was it was a painful i think it was like eight miles or six miles or something down to the fish hatchery from there yeah and i i was awake and i was motivated and it hurt real bad but yeah write it down
0: that's amazing well i saw this picture on instagram so you have to describe it because i took a screenshot and it was the oh. order the order of finishing yeah it was so funny because you can see the trailhead And you can see where you finished. And uh it's just all your stuff slowly being dropped, and you're you're instantly taking your shoes off. That's so it's just funny. It to me, it was like, this is what the end of these things feel like. And it ultimately always shows me like it's not about the ending, it's about the journey that you went on. Because you get to (laughs) the end and you're like, what was the best part about the ending? I gotta drop all of my shit on the ground. Yeah. And I take my shoes off. That's the ending, dude. <laughs> that's the ending of any ultra is just taking your shoes off, and it feels yeah. glorious.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. yeah, can you describe the ending for us a little bit?
1: Um. Yeah, yeah. Like I had, I had not told anyone about this, so I hadn't really like been to anyone like, "Hey, can you come pick yeah. me up or take me back to my car or anything?" So I, I wasn't actually expecting anyone to show up. And then like people showed up, Yeah, like some really awesome people showed up and uh, brought me the like, Gatorade and I was like, let's go get pizza. And yeah, it felt really. Um, I felt very loved.
0: No, oh, that's them. awesome. And they, were,
1: they were like, well, what's your plan to get back to your car? And I was like, well, I don't I don't know. The universe will provide something. <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess we're the universe. We'll take you to go get pizza. <laughs> and so we went and got pizza in leadville and like my car is up at blank's cabin which is like i don't know like an hour and a half drive away yeah and it's like at the end of a long bumpy dirt road and sort of like a miserable thing and i said like if i can get to the end of that dirt road like it's a 14-year trailhead i can hitch up like hopefully i don't have to spend the night on the side of the road waiting to get a ride up there um but yeah, there's this random guy at High Mountain Pies, and he like had heard us talking about it, and he'd come over and like, "Oh, what did you do?" And I was like, "Hey, is there any chance you're driving towards Salida?" And he was like, well, I "Wasn't planning on it, but I could." Yeah. Like I can yeah. go do something. Like I can go run my dogs down there, and I'll give you a ride. And he gave me a ride all the way back to my van.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I was just like, the universe. If you let it, the universe will provide for you.
0: <laughs> That's so yeah. Oh my god, that is. What a wild adventure, you know. Also, can I say who took the picture of you at the end?
1: Yeah, sure. The one and
0: only <laughs> that, Courtney the, goat. The, goat the goat herself, taking the picture of you dropping all your crap on the ground at the end and taking your shoe off. That's that. What a weird, just the whole thing. Like, what a weird experience, you know
1: like I sort of wanted like touch your face and be like oh you're not a (laughs) hallucination you're real
0: (laughs) I started hallucinating Courtney at the end I
1: mean like that would be weird I shouldn't do that
0: that's amazing well oh my that is wild well I have one kind of like last kind of I don't know just an idea and I don't even know if you'll connect with it or whatever but like it just seems like to me anyways my perception is um you're so good at like embracing the journey of an adventure like and life's a journey and life's an adventure and it feels like you're really good at embracing that um to the point where like you're no longer to me it seems like the finish line it's you've you've kind of come up with the idea like there is no finish line like it is the journey the journey is all there is all that stuff So like, are you still like seeking anything by doing these? Or are you just like, this is just who you are and this is just what you do, you know, like these big things. Sorry for a super weird, long- Yeah, no, no, no. Asking that question. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, like I think this has been the summer for me of like doing all the things that, I haven't had a chance to do in the past like it's sort of been a summer of freedom and fun and um yeah if i have no limitations on my like life what would i do and it's been a summer of doing all these things that have sort of been like simmering on my bucket list um and not even a bucket list but like all these things that like have inspired me and
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: that i've wanted to do so i've sort of just been like doing them because it's like it's stuff that's been sitting in my head for so long and now I'm just I'm doing it yeah
0: no that's amazing I'm
1: not yeah like I don't I don't know like I've never I don't want to be I don't know I don't know why I do these things because I love them I love the shared experience and like even though like I did this alone like 90% of the things that went into making this happen were shared experiences with people yeah and so it's like yeah i love shared experience in the mountains and i I think that moving in the mountains and in canyons and outdoors with other people is one of like the special things in life um and this was just like it really like it was an alone experience but it was a shared experience yeah if that makes any sense
0: no yeah totally especially with what you said earlier about just remembering you know remembering all the things you had done on these same mountains you know that's amazing. I, like,
1: I don't know. I like to go play in the mountains and I really don't, I'm, I'm not a complex person. I like <laughs> to play in the mountains. I like hanging out with fun people.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, I was going to tell you before we started interviewing uh, or doing the podcast or whatever, uh, I hadn't been outside all day like i it sounds crazy but like i didn't go outside once today until i was like looking at the weather i'm like i'm going to record the podcast sitting outside on my deck and i have to say it just makes you feel better so i yeah you know when i do this i'm like i don't know if i'm ever seeking like a really complicated answer i don't even know what i'm seeking by like talking to awesome humans like you but i am like sometimes you just go outside and it feels good and you share it with cool people. And that also feels good. And that's awesome.
1: I mean, I, I'm really not any more complicated than
0: that. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful way to end it as for where can people kind of like follow, I know that you have some amazing adventures coming up, which is super cool and we'll have to have you back on the podcast at some point. Um, but where can people kind of like follow along, see your amazing photography and adventures and things like that?
1: Uh probably just Instagram. Um okay. easy gone cotty wompling. Easy underscore gone underscore cotty wompling.
0: Perfect. Have you
1: looked have you looked up what cotty wompling means as a guest?
0: I'm pretty sure we talked about cotty wompling. Oh we did. But I also I guess we could we could wrap here. You uh you introduced another term and you said romping versus running, you know. So like this yes. is more of a romp rather than a run. Yes. And this yes. romping and cotti wampeling is that kind of like the same thing or
1: I guess in my head like romping is just like going and playing in the mountains. Yeah. Like not necessarily with a focus on speed or like a destination, you're just like out there to play. Yeah. And cotti wampeling it's british slang for to stride purposefully towards no particular or, yeah, to stride purposefully towards no particular destination. I love that. Which I really just think Is my life. It's like I go places in motivated manners, but I don't actually know where I'm headed.
0: (laughs) You do have a purpose. You just don't not
1: quite sure where I'm going.
0: Yeah. No, that's perfect. I love that. Unless you're on Albert. And then if you don't know where you're going on Albert, bad idea. Like you just gotta take a nap. (laughs) You just gotta take a nap. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Esther, we'll we'll catch up with you again in the future.
1: Okay, sounds good
0: all righty that wraps up this week's episode uh huge thanks to esther for coming on huge congratulations i mean oh my goodness that sounds like one of the absolute hardest things uh that is out there for adventures especially here in colorado so um just huge props huge congratulations uh if you want more from this story you can check out uh I Run far wrote a whole article about about esther um please follow esther online you can check all that stuff out um but yeah that was an awesome episode hopefully it inspired you to go out and chase after some of your own dreams and and really like look for those opportunities look for those openings so um so yeah that's it that wraps up the episode uh i actually pushed back i have an episode recorded with this awesome dude he spent the summer canoeing the mississippi river uh that was gonna come out this week and then esther had to go and set an fkt so uh that episode is really really cool it's such an awesome uh unique adventure um but that will be coming out next week so come back next week check that one out and uh yeah thanks for thanks for listening